So tonight's going to be um, it's going to be interesting. All right. So the message is entitled "The Secret That You Carry." The secret that you carry. We often remind ourselves and often are reminded by others about our weaknesses. And especially, I think, most of us have a tendency to sometimes be a little bit harsh on ourselves, if we're honest. Oftentimes, we'll look at ourselves or think about our lives or the way we're doing things, the way we're living, and we'll think about all our mistakes. It's not very often that we have a tendency to highlight within ourselves, you know, if we're honest, the good things. You know, when we talk to others, we'll highlight the good things. But oftentimes when we're all alone, we'll have a tendency to highlight to ourselves our weaknesses, our shortcomings. We don't look good enough. We don't feel good enough. We're not fit enough. We're not strong enough. We're not whatever. All kinds of different things. Not smart enough. Whatever it might be, oftentimes we'll do that. Oftentimes we'll look at our mistakes and highlight our mistakes over and over to ourselves. Even David in Psalm 51, 3 says, For I acknowledge my transgression. He says, My sin is always before me. Constantly before him is his mistakes, his sins. So this is not something that is new. This is something that I think all people of God have had to walk in because it's, on, it's, 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 it's a natural thing for us to often see those things, those weaknesses. And then sometimes those things can keep us humble, so it's not always necessarily bad. But I do believe it's important for us to also begin to see ourselves the way that God sees us. It's very important. I want to go to Judges 6, verse 11. We'll start there this evening. We're going to go to quite a few stories tonight. And um, I pray that this message will encourage somebody in the room and also those of you watching online. Judges 6, 11. Just to give you a bit of background, this is a popular story in Scripture of Gideon. He is threshing wheat in a wine press, which is not the place you thresh wheat. So he was sort of hiding and not feeling very confident. And in verse 11, Judges 6, 11, it says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the Tibonath tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press, in order to hide it from the Midianites. So they were hiding from the Midianites and hiding what they were doing from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, now watch this. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles? which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord, the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this mind of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? And so he said to him, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. 
And I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. This is such a powerful story. And we know that Gideon goes on after doing a few things here with the angel of the Lord. He does some sacrifices, and, and afterwards he goes and he, and, he, and he does some incredible exploits for God. But I want you to see the state that he's in when the Lord comes to him. When the angel of the Lord appears to him, he feels absolutely nothing like a mighty man of valor. He feels like the weakest. He feels like the least. And oftentimes we can be in that place where we feel like the weakest, where we feel like the least. And oftentimes it's because of our circumstances. It's because of the way we've grown up. It's because of the things that have been happening around us, our culture, different things that affect us that cause us to come to a place where we see ourselves in a way that is not going to help us. Are you guys with me? So when the angel of the Lord comes to him, he says to him, he looks at him in his state and he tells him something about himself. He says to him, you mighty man of valor. This is incredible. He's looking at somebody that's weak, the least of his clan, no confidence, no boldness, definitely not a warrior, and calls him something that at that moment he definitely isn't. He calls him a mighty man of valor. So many times in Scripture we see this happen. This is not the only situation like this. Moses is hiding in the backside of the desert for over 40 years, they say. He's a murderer. He's a coward. He, he runs away. He's a, he, he, this is what happens to Moses. But something happens to him. He has this encounter with God. And when he has this encounter with God, God takes him from being in the state of hiding, of wilderness, of almost like cowardness, running away from his past, and turns him into a deliverer turns him into a great prophet. He's not only a deliverer, he becomes a mighty prophet of God. And I want you to see the state that he's in when he encounters the Lord. Let's go to Exodus 3, verse number 10. Exodus 3, verse number 10. Moses is hiding. Moses is in the wilderness. Moses thinks his life is great. He's looking after the sheep. Jethro's daughter is awesome. Life is good in the backside of the desert. But he isn't who he's supposed to be. He hasn't become what God has called him to be. And the Bible says in Exodus 3.10, while he's having this burning bush experience with God, he goes up the mountain, he's having this experience with God where a burning bush appears and begins to speak to him and God begins to speak to him through the burning bush. And it says this in verse 10, come now therefore, this is God, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you. I want you to notice something. Both in the story of Gideon and the story of Moses, God tells both of them, don't worry, I'm going to be with you. I'm the one that makes the difference. I'm the one that changes you from being a coward into a hero. Well, I don't want to be a hero. Why not? 
I will certainly be with you. And this will be a sign to you that I have sent you when you have brought the people, of, the people out of Egypt. You shall serve God on this mountain. So God speaks to Moses. And again, Moses, while he's speaking to God in the state that he's in, God says, listen, I'm going to send you back to Egypt. And when you go to Egypt, Moses, you're going to stand before Pharaoh. And when you stand before Pharaoh, there will be a staff in your hands and you will do mighty miracles. And Moses is thinking, have you forgotten who I am? I'm the guy that can not speak properly. I'm the guy that, that's been hiding away. If I go back there, they're going to remember who I was. And God's saying, I don't care who you were. I'm telling you who you're going to be. I have a plan for you, Moses. I knew you, Moses, long before you were born. I knew you, Moses, while you, were, while you were in Egypt. Why is it that you were the one that was put in the basket, sent down the river? Why do you think you ended up in Pharaoh's house, were educated, were raised up and prepared for such a time as this, Moses? But right now, I know you feel like nothing. I know you feel like a failure. I know you feel like, you know, you're not going to amount to much. 40 years have gone by. What more could go wrong or right or whatever you think it is? But most certainly, he didn't feel worthy of the cause. But in both stories, God appears to them. He appears to them and tells them something about themselves. He reveals to them both who they are. Oh, it's powerful. Well, I see you, Gideon, the least of your clan. But when I look at you, I see a mighty man of valor. Moses, I see you and you can't speak. And I see you hiding in the backside of the desert. And I know what you've been through. And I know the pain. And I know the hurt. And I know the rejection. And I know the, the, the sting of murder that you experienced. I know everything you've been through. But Moses, I see you. I see you take that staff and part the seas. I see you leading the people out of Egypt. Moses, I know where you're going. I know who you are, Moses. David is another great example. We all think David's story is so glamorous. Listen to the state of David when Samuel arrives to find the king that God has led him to find. Samuel arrives at the house of Jesse and Jesse calls all his sons but David. And when Samuel sees all the sons, he's very impressed with their outer appearance, but God not so much. So then Samuel says to Jesse, watch this now. 1 Samuel 16, verse number 11, out of the Message Bible. Then he asked Jesse, is this it? Are there no more sons? Well, yes, there's the runt. But he's out tending the sheep. Samuel ordered Jesse, go get him. We're not moving from the spot until he's here. Jesse says, listen, there's one more, but you don't want him. He's looking after the sheep. He's the shepherd. Look at my other sons. Look how great they are, how talented they are, how handsome they are. Not the runt. You don't want the runt, do you? You don't want the least of my sons. Listen, you can't take him. He's got to look after the sheep. And when Samuel sees him, God speaks to him and says, there he is. 
Because God already knows David. Everybody else might see David as the little shepherd boy, but God sees a king. God sees the one who the seed of his son Jesus will come from. Come on, somebody. God sees who David will become. Yes, he's a shepherd, but he is called to be a ruler. Not just a ruler, but a ruler of rulers, and out of him will come the king of kings. So powerful. In the Bible, we know the story of James and John, the two disciples of Jesus that are called sons of thunder. Sons of thunder because of their personalities, their aggressive nature. When I looked at some commentaries, they all sort of suggested that their personalities were a little bit wild, a little bit aggressive. You know, let's just kill them, Lord. You know, that's how they were. But it's amazing that Jesus saw the one whom he would love greatly in John. And he saw the other one, the other person, the one that he was called to be that would end up writing the book of Revelation. The disciple that Jesus said to his mother, Mother, this is your, this is your son. The son of thunder, who was anything but this person that he was called to be. But while he was going through his, his training, while he was being prepared, he was nothing like the man God had called him to be. We all know the story of Paul, who goes from being a Christian persecutor and possibly even a murderer to becoming a world changer. I can assure you, if you'd walked up to Paul while he was the way that he was before he encountered Jesus and said to him, Paul, I want to let you know, one day you will be nothing like this. You will write two-thirds of the New Testament. People will talk about you for decades and decades and centuries. They will, talk your, they will speak your name. They will talk about you as one of the greatest apostles of all times. Your quotes will be quoted. Your prayers will be prayed. People will, he would have looked at you and said, get, get me a stone so I can stone this crazy person. He would never have believed that that was inside him. He would never have believed that there was a secret about him that had not yet been revealed. There was something about him that he had not yet discovered. But the day came while he was on the road to Damascus that he had an encounter with Jesus that changed him forever. And then it was revealed to him who he was, just like it was revealed to Gideon, just like it was revealed to David, just like it was revealed to Moses and so many others in Scripture who God will come to no matter what your situation is and he will show you who you are. The story of Jacob is one of the most powerful stories in scripture where we see this exact situation play out. Jacob means supplanter. Jacob grabbed his brother's heel while he was coming out of the womb. How does an infant even do that? He betrays his brother, steals the birthright with the most vicious lie, completely fools his father. But in Jacob's journey, he goes through many things. 
And then one day something happens. Genesis 32 verse 22. This is what it says. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. This is so powerful. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, Jacob now, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Oh, I could preach on this for hours right here. In that moment, Jacob changed. It was in that instant that something about Jacob was about to be revealed to him. And the reason why it was about to be revealed was because he would not let go. You see, Jacob had suffered as much as he was the supplanter. He was the one who struggled. He struggled with God. He struggled with his brother. He struggled with his father. He struggled and he went and his life was a struggle. Then he was betrayed by his father-in-law for seven years. He served for one wife. He had to serve another for another seven years. It was nothing but a struggle. And suddenly he was at a place where he was with God. And he's wrestling with God and he's, and, and he, and he's, and he's not willing to stay Jacob anymore. And in the midst of that moment, something so powerful happens. God reveals to him who he is. Watch this. So he said to him, verse 27, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. The question is, how many of us are willing to to hold on. How many of us are willing to go through the struggle? How many of us will hold on to God even when we've been through the struggle? The next day he thought his brother was about to kill him. But in that moment, he knew that the only way he would ever be able to face everything was to hold on to God. And it's so powerful because he changes his name from Jacob to Israel. And I want you to know all 12 tribes of Israel come out of him. He goes from being something not good to being something great. And when did it happen? When God revealed to him who he was. When God revealed to him who he was. You see, the interesting thing about God is that he knows exactly who you are. The biggest problem with us as Christians is we don't know who we are. We can start with fundamentals and talk about authority and power and walking with God and knowing the Lord and walking with the Holy Spirit and all of that stuff. But there is something about you that is different. There is something about you that has been created with an individual identity. God has called you to be who you are. We don't need another Pastor Alex. God help the world. One is enough. 
but you have been called. Jeremiah 1.5 says, watch, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I had a plan for you. I set you apart, Jeremiah. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. He was called to be a prophet, but growing up, he was not a prophet. Growing up, he was just a little boy. He was learning. He was developing with all his faults and mistakes. And the day came where God came to him and said, now I'm going to turn you into who I've called you. So Jeremiah, I want you to know that before you were born, I knew you. Before you were even formed, I knew you. And he reveals to him who he is. How does he find out who he is? God reveals it to him. Take a look at what Isaiah 43 verse 1 says. It says, but no, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and formed you, O Israel. I know, I get excited because I know what's coming. <laughs> you must understand, he created Jacob. Jacob was there. But while Jacob was busy living and walking, God was busy, busy, busy forming him. Israel. Israel was busy being formed. The plan, the purpose was going to be revealed. God already knew that out of Jacob would come the 12 tribes of Israel. God already ordained that long before. He says, listen, you see the reality is God forms you first. He, he, he creates you first and then he forms you. Fear not for I have redeemed you. In other words, I've set you apart. I've cleansed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. Just for the sake of just reading how powerful that it says, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, shall they not overflow you? Uh, overflow you? When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Serbia in your place. Come on, somebody. The truth is, is in you, in you is greatness. In you is beauty. In you is gifting and abilities and the things that God has called you to do. But you see your circumstances. You see yourself the way others see you. You see yourself the way you see you. But there has to come a point in your life where you hear what God says about you where you begin to listen to what he says about your future. Well, you know, Pastor Alex, my future doesn't look very good. You know, my father was an alcoholic. My grandfather was an alcoholic. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be an alcoholic too. Inside Jacob was Israel. What's inside you? What is inside you? What is it that God has called you to do? What has he called you to be? You see, the first thing I have to explain to you is there's no difference. Nobody can tell you who you are. Nobody can tell you why you were created except for him. 
If you want to know the true meaning of why you are here, the only one who can reveal that to you is, is Him. So the question is, in this covenant, how do we find out who we are? How do we discover and know what he has called us to do and be? Are you all okay? You're all so quiet this evening in Vero Beach. I thought it was going to be like fireworks, but you know, this is the way the Lord wants it to be. Amen. We have to, we have to hear what God says about our lives. We have to find out how to discover exactly what we are called to be. There has to come a point in our walks with him when we begin to hear what he says. Do you want to find out a little bit about that? Okay. I mean, we could have stopped right now. This was, this was, amen. So let's go in our Bibles. All right, Lord. 1 Corinthians 2, verse number 6. How many of you believe that your true purpose is more than likely a mystery? That there is a mystery or a secret about your life? Thank you, all four of you. <laughs> First Corinthians 2, verse number 6. However, we speak the wisdom... Among those who are mature, he's talking about a godly wisdom, a wisdom that comes from heaven. And I want to start by saying this, this type of wisdom is only spoken amongst those who are mature. I'm not talking about physical maturity. I'm talking about spiritual maturity. There, is, there are different levels of maturity spiritually. There are certain things that Christians walk in, and as they walk in those things, they become more and more mature. Can we agree with that? Now, God will mature you in different ways. But I want to show you this this evening. He says, we speak the wisdom among those who are mature. So this type of wisdom is only spoken amongst those who are mature and understand these spiritual things. So I'm about to give you some meat. So you're going to have to get ready to chew. Amen. He says, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. So this is not anything of this world. This wisdom is spoken amongst those who are mature and it's not spoken amongst anything or anyone worldly or in any type of physical capacity. It's a spiritual wisdom. Are you with me? Now watch. So now he's going to explain it, but we speak the wisdom of God. How? In a mystery. The wisdom of God 
the wisdom of God. Spiritual stuff here. We speak it in a mystery. A mystery means, the word mystery in the Greek is the word mysterion. It means it's a secret. It means it's something that has been hidden. Something that has not been revealed. Are you with me? He says, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained, watch this now, before the ages for something. For our glory. Uh Uh-oh. This means that there is something about you. (laughs) We speak the wisdom of God. There's something that God has, a wisdom of God. There's something about your life. We speak it in a mystery. We speak it in a mystery. It's a secret thing. It's a hidden thing. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. The word glory is the word doxa. It means reputation. It means who you are. There's something about you that can only be spiritually discerned. There is something about you that can only be spiritually given to you. Your mind will not understand it. Your your human capacity, your human mind will never grasp it. Because let me tell you why. Because it's too good to be true. It's too good to believe that there's something about you that is unbelievable. There is something about you that is supernatural. There is something about you that is great. There is something about you. Doesn't matter how you feel. Doesn't matter what your situation is. Oh, yeah, you can read. Okay. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages. Jeremiah For I knew you long before you were even formed in your mother's womb. There's a glory. There is something about you that God knew long ago. And He ordained it for such a time as this. But you will not be able to get this with your natural mind. That's why this kind of secret can only be revealed to those who are mature. Don't get mad at me, it's in the Bible. Don't get cross with me, it's in the Bible. I tried so hard to stay calm, but it's too exciting. It's just too good to be true. There's something about you, there's something about you. There's something about you, there's something about you. There's something great about you. I don't care how backslidden you are. I don't care how lukewarm you are. I don't care how many times you've fallen. I want you to know that God has something special for you. But until you take a hold of Him, until you choose to wrestle and hold on, you will never find out what it is. Oh, yes. You will never discover it because it is spiritually discerned and it's only given to the mature. Well, we have to be mature. No, that's not what it is. This maturity can be given to a child. That's why God chose David who was the least of his tribe. Gideon who was the one that's the least of his tribe. Moses, who the one that's hiding in the backside of the desert, 
Jacob, you were formed. I created you, O Jacob, and formed you, O Israel. The process of who you would become is what you are walking through right now. But until you, oh, you guys are going to get so mad just now. Okay. Just now means in a little while. Not all of you. But I'm telling you the truth. You can see it. It's very straightforward. It's not rocket science. But even this that I'm sharing with you has to at some level be spiritually understood. It's not something that you can explain to the natural mind. Paul had this incredible way of revealing mysteries, secrets. So let's go deeper. Are you you ready to go deeper? You have to see this before I move on. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, a secret, a hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. It's for you. This wisdom that you speak in a mystery is spoken for your glory. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 1. 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 1. Remember I said to you, we're heading into a season of revival. I need you to understand why we do certain things. 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now watch. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. Everybody look at me. When I speak in a tongue, when I speak in tongues, who am I speaking to? Okay, you're well trained. Good. Okay. (laughs) But watch. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit... Not in the natural, in the spirit, he's doing something. What is he doing? He is speaking. He's speaking mysteries. How do you speak mysteries? By praying in tongues. Just call it what it is. Yes, it is praying in the spirit. He says that clearly. I'm not going to do a whole teaching tonight. Many people don't understand why we pray in tongues. Because there is something about you that you don't know yet. There is something about you that has to be discovered. There's something about you that this thing simply will not understand. And and, and the only way to get it is for it to be spiritually discerned. So when I speak in a tongue, I do not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands me. However, however, I speak mysteries, mysteries. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 2, verse number 6. Man, I'd love to go into this even more. Let's just read it again. Because now that you've seen that, I need you to see this. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Everybody look at me. In Corinthians chapter number 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he says this, but when the uninformed, 
uninformed. Everybody say uninformed. Or unbeliever comes into a place and you're speaking in tongues. Will they not say you are out of your mind? That's why when we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, we speak it only amongst those who are. Because those who are not there yet will not understand it. They will not benefit from it. How can you demonize the one thing that will open your spiritual eyes? Listen, the Bible says you have to have faith like a child. Well, I'm not going to do that. That looks ridiculous. That looks funny. Like a child. Confound the wise like a child. Now let's go deeper. We speak the wisdom of God among those who are mature, not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Do you see it? Now watch this. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Come on, somebody do a happy dance right about now. Come on, this is a reason to shout. This is a reason to celebrate. This is a reason to give him praise. If the enemy had, if the enemy had any idea what you were capable of discovering because of what was done on Calvary and what would be able to be revealed to you that can only be spiritually discerned, he would never have crucified Jesus. Oh, well, why would Jesus do that just for us? You're missing the whole story of redemption. It's just for you. He died for you. But you will never be able to do what he's called you to do until you are able to discern what he's called you to do. And you will never be able to discern it until you become spiritually mature. Is the only way tongues? No. But it most certainly is a way. It most certainly is a way that we speak mysteries and the wisdom of God. How do we know? The Bible clearly says it. But let's go deeper. Are we all okay? A little bit of meat, okay? Hang in there. But it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You gotta get this. In the natural, you cannot see these things that God has prepared for you. You cannot hear and understand these things which God has prepared for you. Even your heart will be deceived to the point where you cannot receive these things. What things? The things that God has prepared for those who love Him. God has prepared these things for you. When? Long before you were born. For such a time as this. 
God knows exactly who you are. God knows if there's an Israel in you. God knows if there's a David in you. God knows if there's a Moses in you. God knows if there's a Paul in you. But there comes a certain point where you have to let go. We're like like they said to Paul, why do you kick against the goats, Paul? Why do you keep on resisting the Holy Spirit? That's not what he said to Paul, but that's what Stephen said to the Pharisees. Why do you resist? Why do you go against these spiritual things? Why do you fight against these things? Because the eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. That's why you can only speak about even this to those who are mature because it's hard for people to chew on. Everything religious in you right now is busy manifesting. And I will preach this until I go on to be with Jesus because I understand, I have seen the power of it. I've seen lives transformed by it. I've seen people change forever because of it. When they finally encounter the Holy Spirit and they begin to trust Him and they begin to seek Him and they begin to go after God with all of their heart and follow Jesus with everything inside of them. And they begin to discover who they are. He says, but it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God, everybody say, but God. Now he's gonna tell us how we learn this. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. Through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man? That's your spirit, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Let's go to verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2, 12. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive these things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness. They are foolishness. Now, I'm not going to speak in tongues. <laughs> That's just foolishness. <laughs> the Bible said you would say that. <laughs> the Bible knew you would do that. They are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. There comes a point in the life of every believer where you have to make a decision. Well, you know, I don't really want to be that spiritual. 
And I'm not just talking about speaking in tongues here. I'm speaking about making a decision to really hold on to God. I remember as a young boy, just coming out of college, going into Bible college, I left the college I was in, went into Bible college because all I wanted to do was ministry. And I remember praying so much in tongues, in the spirit, and feeling like, what is this all about? Nothing is happening. And then all of a sudden, it just changed. I began to see visions. I began to have dreams and have the most powerful encounters in my dreams. Listen, when I say this, I'm not talking about hundreds. I can count on two hands the visions, the dreams that I've had that have been really meaningful in 20-something years of ministry. But I had them right in the beginning. I had them. While I'm praying in the Spirit for hours, all of a sudden I have an open vision. While I'm praying in the Spirit, I have a vision about planting a church in Vero Beach. While I'm praying in the Spirit, I have a, a vision about my children. True story. God gave me Joshua's name while I was praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues in the car. Listen to this. Told me who he would be. Didn't give me his name. The other day he had a dream. And he came to me. Let me backtrack. So I'm driving in my car, praying in the Spirit. And God reveals to me a mystery. The mystery was this. Your son will be a giant slayer, a giant killer. Listen to this. Immediately I knew his name was Joshua. You would think David but I knew that Joshua was the one. Joshua killed many giants, more than David, just so you know. The other day he comes to me and he says, Dad, I had a dream and God came to me in the dream and he said to me, Joshua, you will be a giant slayer. Okay? Listen, you can't make it up, guys. And you need to understand, when he came to me, it wasn't like when he came to me and shared other dreams. His whole countenance, his body, everything was different because he'd had an encounter with God and I could see it. I knew it was real. Everybody else is carrying on talking, but I'm so focused and razor sharp listening to every word coming out of his mouth because I know God has revealed to him a secret. You see, children will see these things. But you need to know what it did for me as his father. Because immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember the day God spoke to me while I was driving in my car. You see, God doesn't always tell you the name. He tells you who you are sometimes, not always. The point is, is that you have to decide. You have to make that decision. And God is the only one who can reveal to you who you are. God on the earth right now is the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that has to speak to us. Where's the Holy Spirit right now? He's inside you. 
So he has to reveal to you who you are, and he will do it inside you. That's why the language of the Spirit is visions and dreams. That's how you hear him. He speaks to you while you're driving down the car. And all of a sudden, you're thinking about fishing tomorrow, and suddenly it changes. And God begins to show you, you're preaching before this huge crowd of people, and you didn't know where this came from. And all of a sudden, you're busy seeing yourself, and you're preaching. And all of a sudden, it's half an hour that's gone by, but it felt like you saw yourself preaching for two minutes. What was God doing? He was giving you a secret. He was showing you a mystery about your life. God will show you something while you're busy praying, while you're interceding, while, but you first have to make the decision that you're going to go all in. Pastor Alex, I believe in praying in tongues, but nobody knows. Pastor Alex, I'm an undercover Pentecostal. Pastors, Pastor Alex, you know, I believe, but I'm, you know, I just don't think I should teach the church that. I don't know what they're going to say, you know. Because the unspiritual sometimes get offended because they've been taught incorrectly most of the time. Not always. Sometimes it's pure ignorance, it's not on purpose. And you need to understand that it's not ill intent always. It's not bad always. not like they want to teach you wrong. Most pastors want to teach you right. But the truth is, is that when it comes to spiritual things, they have to be spiritually discerned. In other words, you have to become more spiritual. You have to be led by the Spirit. To be led by the Spirit, you have to hear His voice. Do you recognize his voice? Most of you do at some capacity. But you must understand, to believe what you see, to believe what you see. I was in Jensen Beach nine years ago, and I saw a church in Vero Beach. I saw it. As true as I sit here looking at you, I saw that church. I had a vision. I had a secret. I had a mystery revealed to me. And one hour turned into two hours, turned into three hours, turned into four hours, and God was speaking to me. Did he say any words? No. I was just seeing it. I was seeing all of this stuff. I was seeing this church. I was seeing revival. I was seeing people, all these people. I saw them. And the only way that I could believe that it wasn't my imagination was because I recognized in my spirit that it was real because there was a certain level of maturity that I had attained. And I'm not saying that in any way because I think I'm spiritual. Listen, I need, I need to grow a lot. But that's how it works, guys. There is something about you and you don't need to go to the prophet downtown to find out what it is. God will reveal it to you. He wants to reveal it to you, but you have to fully surrender to Him. Do I believe God can reveal things to you other than speaking in tongues? Absolutely He can. 
But I want you to know that without any doubt, he uses that. Without any doubt. And almost every vision I've had has been while I'm praying in the Spirit. Almost everyone. Dreams, obviously, I'm not praying in the Spirit. But visions, almost everyone while I'm praying in tongues. And while I'm doing the beginning, I'm not feeling it. Look, I, have a, I know I'm in the Spirit. I'm praying. I'm getting closer to God. What do I do? I speak in English. I pray in English. I sing in English. I sing in tongues. I sing. I pray. I fall on the ground. I weep. I beg for forgiveness. I do all of that. That's how it looks. It's messy. There's nothing glamorous about it. But then all of a sudden, God shows me something. He shows me something that I never saw, never knew about my life before. And then, and then everything changes in that moment. And many of you know what I'm talking about because you've experienced it. So this evening in this place, it's time, guys. It's time to take a hold of God just like Jacob did. Just like David did. Just like Moses did. Just like Paul did. Just like John did. With all of your heart. And when you choose to go after him with everything, he will begin to reveal to you himself. And he will begin to reveal to you who you are. Don't let what's in you go to waste. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, I thank you tonight. That you are in this place. That you are in all of our lives. That you loved us so much, Jesus, that you went to the cross so that we could inherit eternal salvation, eternal life. But Lord, also you have called us by name. You have placed destiny and purpose in the hearts of each and every one of us. But eyes, natural eyes and ears cannot comprehend these things because they are spiritually discerned. But your word says we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, this hidden wisdom that was prepared long before, Father, long time ago for our glory your word declares that we can speak this 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 these mysteries we can speak them when we speak to you god your word says when we pray in tongues we speak not unto men but but unto god for no one understands him however in the spirit he speaks mysteries whether it be praying in tongues or praying in English, Father, I pray tonight that you will speak mysteries and reveal mysteries to your people in this place. 
Father, that you will open our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears. Holy Spirit, that you will lead us and guide us, that you will show us who you are, God. That you will reveal to us like you did to Jacob in that day, God, where you told him who he was and it changed him forever. He never was the same. He didn't even walk the same afterwards. Father, I pray that we will not walk the same way again, but that from this night, our walk with you will be different. That we will be marked by your spirit. That we will make a decision, God, to follow you with everything inside of us. Father, many of us might be at a place in our lives right now where maybe we don't see ourselves anything like what we believe that you see us as. So I pray tonight, God, that you will take us out of that and allow us to see what you see, God. We honor you in this place and we love you in this place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you've come here this evening and you say, Pastor Alex, I want to be able to pray in the Spirit. I want to be filled with the Spirit. I want to go all in tonight. Quickly raise your hand so I can see where you are. Don't be afraid. God bless you. God bless you guys. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Can I ask you to come? Come quickly. Don't be afraid. Come, 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 come. Don't stay in your chair. Come. Come. Don't stay in your chairs. Come. Come. Amen. That's it. That's it. That's so awesome. That's so wonderful. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Bless you, brother. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you guys. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to open your spiritual eyes tonight. I'm going to ask Him to fill you up this evening. I'm going to ask Him to touch you tonight. But you have to make a decision as you stand in the front here this evening. You have to make a decision to hold on to Him. See, it's not always about feelings. It's not always about how we feel. We have to, you can imagine Jacob didn't feel like standing there and holding on. But he made a decision, even in that uncomfortableness, to keep on holding on until he got the blessing, until he got the breakthrough. And that's sometimes how it works. We have to just keep on keeping on until we get the breakthrough. But the Word of God is true. So when I pray for you tonight, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and He will touch you. He will touch you. And while I pray for you, you may feel like you want to start praying in the Spirit. Start praying in the Spirit. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I can't tell you how to do it. All I can tell you is that the Holy Spirit is, the word Spirit is the word ruach and pneuma. That's the same word in the Greek and the Hebrew. And it means the same thing. It means breath. It means wind. So it comes from your spirit. It doesn't come from your mind. Well, you know, I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know. Of course you don't know. You can't know. So when I pray for you, if, it, if there's something comes, it comes. If not, don't worry about it. 
don't worry about it now. We're going to pray and trust God. But He will fill you. He will fill you this evening. He will touch you this evening. He will open your eyes tonight. Amen. All right. Let's begin to let's begin to pray. Church, stretch out your hands towards them. Father, I thank you tonight for these precious, precious lives. Father, they have made a decision to come forward this evening to grab a hold of you, God, for they have a desire to follow you more, to discover and know you more, God. And in the same breath, Father, tonight I pray, as your word says, that you will reveal to them the hidden wisdom what was prepared for them, the mysteries that were prepared for them long before they were even born, God. Father, that tonight you will reveal to them, show them, God, even just a taste of what you've called them and who you've called them to be, that they would know tonight that they are yours, that they would know tonight that they are your children, that they will walk with you and know you and follow you all the days of their life. I give you thanks, Lord. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here right now, that you are here right now. I give you all the glory, Lord, all the honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. And I ask right now, Father, that as I lay my hands on them, that you would fill them, that you would baptize them with the Holy Spirit and fire in the name of Jesus right now. Just follow up now, Lord. Just follow up now. Here he comes. There he is. Follow now. Follow now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There he is. Just follow. Just follow, Lord. More, more, more. More, more, more. Follow, 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 follow. There he is. There he is. Just touch her now. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. Fill her now. Fill her now. Fill her now. Here he is. Fill him. There, there's the power of God now on you. There, there's the power of God. There you go. There we go. Just receive him now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More. Follow, follow. There we go. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. There we go. There we go more Lord there we go you will never be the same that's it keep doing that keep doing that don't stop that that's it that's it right now follow her Lord follow her now there's the power of God on you there's the Holy Spirit on you now you will never be the same again follow up God there he is there it is right now that's it just keep doing that that's it you got it right now there we go sir in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus listen in the Bible the Bible says that Peter and John went to Samaria after the gospel had been preached in Samaria. And the Bible says that they went and they laid their hands on them so that they could receive the Holy Spirit, right? They had already been saved, but they went there to make sure that they had received all of what was available to them. That's why they laid their hands on them. Are you with me? In the name of Jesus, just receive it now. Father, I thank you for this precious man. Lord, for tonight will be a turning point in your life. Tonight will be a true turning point in Jesus' name. Fill him now, Holy Spirit. Fill him now, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, there he is. Fill him now, fill him now. More, 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 more. More, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. There it is. In Jesus' name, just fill him up. Just fill him up, God. In the name of Jesus, touch him now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There we go. In Jesus' name, fill him now. Fill him now. That's it. That's it. There he is. That's it. That's it. That's it. Fill him more, 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 
more. Open his eyes, Lord. Open his spiritual eyes. Open his heart more. More, God. More of you. There he is. That's it. That's it. Fill him. Fill him. More, Lord. More. In Jesus' name. Now, fill him. Fill him. There he is. There's the power of God, sir, all over you. There he is now. That's it. Just begin to speak. Let it out. Let it out. That's it. There we go. That's beautiful. You've got it. That's it. That's it. Is this your Look at this. Look at that. Keep going. Don't stop. That's it. That's it. There we go. Look at that. 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 There it is. Keep going. Keep going. There we go. Are you ready? Now, your turn. Follow, Lord. More. More, more, more. There he is. That's it. That's it. That's it. More, Lord. More, more. Speak. 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 You're doing it. There it is. That's it. You are filled. More. Don't stop. Don't stop. Follow, Lord. More. More, 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 more. There we go. More. Now. 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 Follow. 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 There. I'm hardly touching you. Follow. 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 I don't even need to touch you. There we go. There we go. There's the power of God. There's the Holy Spirit on you now. Baptized now with the Holy Spirit and fire in the name of Jesus. There he is. That's it. There we go. You got it. There we go. Fill it. Fill it. Fill it. More. 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 Fill it. Fill it. Fill it. Fill it. Fill it. You can't think. Remember, eyes have not seen. Ear has not heard. So you can't even pray. You just got to receive. Just receive. Say, Lord, fill me. Say it. Say, fill me with your spirit. According to your word, in Jesus' name, now just receive. Lord, fill him now in the name of Jesus. There we are. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. More. 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 He's filling you. He's filling you. He's filling you. He's filling you. That's it. That's it. There we go. Uh-oh. There we go. More. 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 There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. You got it. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> more, follow, 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 Lord. More, more, more. There's the Holy Spirit all over you. That's it. That's it. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. That's it. That's it. That's it. Don't stop. Don't stop yourself. That's it. Don't stop yourself. Don't stop. You keep praying now. You're already praying. You're already praying. Don't stop. Don't stop. That's it. That's it. There we go. There we go. More, more, more. Every curse, now listen, is broken off you in the name of Jesus. For the enemy had his way with you, but it's canceled now and broken now in the name of Jesus. Now, touch her, touch her. Holy Spirit, follow her now. Now, more. There it is, there it is. Now, now. There we go, young man. There he is. Follow him now. Follow him now. Fill him now, gently. There we go. There we go. Oh, sorry. Sorry. There we go. Fill him. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. There we go. More, Lord. More. 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 Now, fill him. Fill him, Lord. Fill him. Fill him up, Lord. In the name of Jesus. There's the power of God on you, young man. There he is. The Holy Spirit's all over you now. That's it. There's the power of God. Fill him, Holy Spirit. More. More, 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 more. Don't stop yourself now, young man. Let it out, let it out, let it out, let it out. There it is, that's it, there we go. More, the power of God's on you. You, you. You're literally shaking, your body is shaking. The Holy Spirit is all over you. That's it, that's it, that's it. More, more Lord, more Lord, more Lord. In the name of Jesus, that's it, just fill him. Fill him, fill him now. Fill him now, 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 fill him. Fill him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus, there it is. Every curse is broken and lifted. In the name of Jesus, now, 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 fill him more. More, there's the power of God. There's the power of God. Fill him up, Lord. In Jesus' name, more. More, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Fill him, Lord. More. 
fill him up, fill him up, fill him up, fill him up, fill him up. There he is. You will never be the same. Your hunger will increase. Your desire for God will increase in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, right now. Right now, fill him, fill him. There he is, there he is. More, Lord. More, Lord, more, Lord. More, more. Fill him up, Lord. In the name of Jesus, right now. Right now. Right now. There he is. That's it. That's it. That's it. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up inside you. There he is. There he is. Fill him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. More. Fill him, Lord. More. More. There we go. There we go. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Man, the power of God is strong on you. There he is. That's it. Don't stop yourself. Here we go. You got it. You fold. Now, fill him. Fill him. In the name of Jesus, right now. That's it. David, don't stop yourself. That's it. That's it. There we go. That's it. That's it. Uh oh. Here we go. Fill him, Lord. More. There he is. Don't try and speak English. Just let it out. There he is. Fold you. He's fold you. He's fold you. The power of God's all over you. That's it. That's it. There we go. There we go, there we go. More, Lord, more, 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 more. That's it. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's so beautiful. Fill him, Lord, more, 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 more. That's it, that's it, that's it. Fill him, Lord. That's it, it's done. In Jesus' name, it's done. That's it, there we go. There we go. You have been filled, sir. You have been filled. You have been filled. Don't let your mind get in the way. Don't, don't let your mind get in the way. In Jesus' name, we'll see where you are in just a little while. Fill him. Fill him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. There he is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit's all over you now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Fill him, Jesus. Fill him, Lord Jesus. Fill him now, Lord. There he is. There he is. There he is. Power of God on you now. Holy Spirit on you now. Filling you now in Jesus' name. There we go. There we go, more Lord, more, 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 more Lord, more Lord, more, fill it, fill it, there it is, now, more, more, there it, there it is, all over you, all over you, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, that's 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 it, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, there we go, there we go, that's it right there, that's it, fill it, fill them Lord. Fill them, Lord. Fill them up, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, church. Let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You guys can go back to your seat. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay, what I want to do now is you may be sitting here and maybe you have been, you know, you, you, you know you, you've, you've been blessed. You, you understand this stuff. But maybe you're sitting there and you have not done what the book of Jude says. 
build yourself up praying in the Spirit. So you've never really stirred the gift that's in you up. How do you pray in the Spirit? 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. The 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says this. When I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. That's what it says. You can go read it. So when it says, build yourself up praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit, how do you pray in the Spirit? Praying in tongues. So if you have, maybe you have sort of put it on the shelf or you've kind of put it away or you haven't been doing it, it's no guilt, but I want to pray with you to stir up the gift inside you. I want, to, I want to pray with you to stir that gift up. I have prayed thousands of hours in the Spirit. Not today, <laughs> okay? Over the years of ministry, over the years I've served the Lord, it is one of the most powerful things. I want to pray for you if you haven't stirred that gift up for a long time. Come up to the front quickly. Don't stay in your seat. Come quickly, quickly, come. Come, 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 come. Come, there's many of you. Amen. 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 <laughs> it's like I hear a bell, like there's a bell in the spirit. And that bell is going off right now in the spirit. Because like, like that scripture says, that if the enemy only knew what would happen, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Young man, if you tap into what God has placed on the inside of you, it's like a bell will go off in the enemy's camp because he, he knows what's coming. He, he, has, he, he has an idea of who you are. He doesn't know who you are. Only God knows who you are. But God has revealed certain things to you over the years. But the enemy has tried so hard to stop you from fulfilling your destiny, from fulfilling your purpose, tried to take you to a place of absolute destruction. And you know what I'm talking about. But God says to you tonight that the bell, there's a bell going off. And this is your turning point tonight in the name of Jesus. When I lay my hands on you, young man, you begin to release what's in you in the spirit. You begin to pray and listen to me. Don't stop, don't stop. Pray, begin to pray. I'm not saying you must do it religiously, but as you're praying in your car, as you're driving and listening to worship music or you're speaking to the Lord, just begin to tap into what's inside you so that God can begin to show you what this thing, this problem of ours up here doesn't understand, doesn't grasp because we see our circumstances and our problems and our worries and all that stuff that gets in the way of everything. But tonight the Lord has spoken to you and your spirit man, your spirit man, not the Holy Spirit, your spirit man got so excited tonight. Your inner man got so excited tonight because it was saying, yes, this is exactly what you need. You see, no one knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man who is in him. Your spirit man tonight got so excited and said, yes, Lord, this is his night. Let's do it now. So tonight you will become the other man. Tonight you will become the Israel. Tonight you will become the Paul. Tonight you will become the Peter in the name of Jesus. But tonight you must turn away from all of that stuff. Tonight you must make a decision to be all in. In the name of Jesus. Now, Father, fill him. Now, in Jesus' name. Now, begin to pray. Begin to pray, young man. Begin to pray now. That's it. That's it. That's it. Stir it up. That's it. That's it. Stir it up. 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 
More, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, more. Fill him, fill him, fill him. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. You will never be the same again. There is a man of God locked up inside you, young man. There is a man of God, a powerful man of God locked up inside you. And tonight, you will catch a glimpse of who you are in the name of Jesus. More, more, more. Fill him, Lord. Fill him, Lord. Never the same. Never the same. Addiction is broken. Addiction is broken now in Jesus' name. More, Lord. More, 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 more in Jesus' name. Take it all. Follow now. Begin to pray now. Begin to pray. Just release it. Just release it now. That's it. Follow, follow. Listen, everybody begin to pray. If you can pray in the Spirit, begin to pray. If you can't pray in the Spirit, pray in English. Doesn't matter. In Jesus' name. Follow now. Follow now. Just take your hand off. Don't worry about it. Follow now. Now, now. Follow, follow. More, 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 more. Follow, follow, follow. More. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Come on. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. There we go. There we go. There we go. More, 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 more. Follow. Follow God. More. Not Hebrew, English.
Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. You can go back to your seats. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. I'm going to close the service and then I'm going to open the altar if there's anybody that needs prayer for anything at all, any physical thing or just any prayer at all. I'll have my pastors and leaders will be up here if you need any prayer for anything. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We love you, Lord. It's our desire to know you more, God. To walk with you, to hear your voice, to be led by your spirit. Thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for each and every person in this place watching online tonight, God, that you would draw each and every one of us closer to you, to hear your voice, that you would open our eyes, that you would open our ears, spiritual ears, spiritual eyes, so we would spiritually discern 
what it is that you desire to show us. We love you, we honor you, and we worship you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.